0: Hello and welcome to another rousing edition of Trending Topics with BB. I am your humble host, Brooke Brown, hence the BB. Well, we are back for another rousing episode with a return guest. But before I get to the introductions, I want to remind you to log on to the official website, which is TrendingTopicsWithBBPodcast.com if you haven't already. There you will find links to previous episodes, as well as all of the social media, our merch link, and any impending news and updates regarding this podcast. And along those lines, if you are a subscriber on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, pretty much any podcasting app out there, but more importantly on Apple Podcasts, please leave a favorable uh, rating and comment. It helps this podcast be found by other listeners. And fun fact, did you know that there are over 750,000 podcasts uh, that have been created. Uh, most of those aren't still in existence, but we're in the age of the podcast. So if you leave a favorable rating and comment, it helps this podcast be found. I enjoy doing this podcast and it would help me out a lot. And I did mention the merch. If you are a fan of this podcast and want to support this podcast, uh, please uh, check out all the merch. And in fact, as I'm recording this, the weekend of. Uh, October, well, on October 5th, I don't know whenever you are listening to this podcast, this episode, uh, there's a 35% off at the merch store uh, that is provided by my friends at uh, Public. So if you log on to the link that is in this description, uh, you'll be able to get a discount on awesome merch that has this podcast logo. And like I said, it helps this podcast because proceeds from those sales come back to help keep this podcast alive. So thank you to all the fans out there, even if it's just like a cell phone case or even some stickers that you'll randomly place somewhere or have, Uh, it helps. Uh, But thanks again to all the new listeners and all the previous veteran listeners. And like I said, uh, please leave a rating or comment. Well, uh, this episode is a return uh, guest uh he is really, well, he's special to me for specific personal reasons, uh, but uh, we talked about natural health and his entrepreneurial business in creating uh, what happens to be one of my sponsors for this podcast in teeth Powder. We go over into depth of how he developed it, uh, where it's going, the business. Um, his brand is the nature hacker. Um but as we will discuss, since he's a returning guest, uh you can go back and listen to the first episode uh that we mentioned. But without further ado, I give you my wonderful chat and updates with Nature Hacker. Well welcome back to the podcast. Thank uh, you. You were number fifty four, I guess we looked up. Uh-huh. And ran hundred and I'm about to a hundred and two. Wow. No, Wait, 103 Wonderful. Um uh, the last time you were on we talked about natural health right, and how your business was, as Nature Hacker was going, right. but there's been a lot of development since then, because it's been a couple yep. years. Yep. So, let's go back there for those that will go back and listen to that episode.
1: Number 54.
0: Yeah, and talk about where you were then with the development of Nature Hacker, and why you had a business of selling supplements and stuff that people were looking for better natural ways to improve their health. Mm-hmm. And then out of that business sparked your bestseller called Teeth Powder, which brings right. it back to why you are now one of my sponsors on this podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So before we get to that, let's kind of go back to Nature Hacker. What prompted you? to build a business surrounding natural health. Was it because you were going through issues and you wanted to Mm -hmm. figure out natural
1: ways to help yourself feel better? Right, well, I mean, it all started in 2014. Uh, Basically, uh, I finished school, so that was my second degree in mechanical engineering. Um, and then I was trying to figure out what to do after school and my dad invited me to come, uh, work on his farm. So I did that. Um, and I was trying to develop kind of a, you know, an internet business with something, you know, from the farm. I started with selling mullion seeds. So just basically weeds in his garden. I would harvest the seeds, sell them on eBay and I made more money than, The entire farm made by just selling the weed seeds (laughs) in the garden.
0: So is that what prompted the name Nature Hacker?
1: No, so to that, that was, I was just selling under my regular eBay name on eBay, Um, but then what happened is my dad and I parted ways and I came back to Phoenix and I started staying with my uncle and I basically needed to develop an income you know and I started with the mullion seeds from um, the farm and then I'm like well I want to kind of branch out into other stuff Uh, so I started before that I had brushed was brushing my teeth with baking soda and my teeth were so hard I was like oh my gosh this is amazing why isn't everybody brushing with baking soda it makes my teeth like hard as nails you know but then what happened was that it turned out to make my teeth too hard, and they lost strength. Then one of my teeth basically shattered. I like, I, I had a, a big filling in this one tooth, and I bit down on something. And I just heard like crack, and I look at my tooth in the mirror, and there's like all of these like hairline fractures on the tooth. So I was like, oh, crap. Um, my tooth is gone. I'm going to lose it. I'm like, well, I'm just going to... See what I can do, and so I started doing research and figured out that baking soda actually makes your teeth into carboxyapatite, which is a fake form of enamel. I didn't realize that, but it makes sense because it changed the material properties of the teeth. So I was like, okay, well, hydroxyapatite's the real stuff. How am I going to make hydroxyapatite? Maybe I can heal this tooth. Um, so you know, that's where I started. That that happened in around early twenty fourteen. I went on the farm on uh, late 2014. I came back to Arizona um, just before 2015, and uh, and that's when I started Nature Hacker. Where I was at my uncle's, and uh, I started a, a new YouTube channel. I was thinking of names like, you know, I wanted. The reason I came with Hacker is because it was uh, Aaron Schwartz. That was a time when Aaron Schwartz died, um, and he was just trying to help people, you know, get science to third world countries and stuff and so that really touched me so I named it Hacker after that and I was thinking well what could I do like first I was thinking Cosm Hacker you know like a microcosm is like a small world so like Cosm being like a world hacker then a nature hacker I was like oh that sounds good so I picked that name for my YouTube channel I made a website at that point it was naturehackerproducts.org now it's naturehacker.org um, but and I was like I just want to start selling this stuff but the problem was I went too hard too fast I started with a couple products maybe teeth powder was probably one of the first products I started with but I was basically like I need to make enough money to survive so I need to make as many products I figured out that the more products I have the more people are gonna buy if I have one product everybody's gonna buy that but if I have ten products everybody's going to buy three or four or five things. So I made a lot more money. But, but, but
0: before, mm-hmm. for those listening out there, they're maybe entrepreneurial or starting out in their business. Yeah. When you said you started the YouTube channel, which is cool. Yeah. Did you, that predated the business, but once you... It was s-
1: around the same time. Around the same time.
0: So once you started the YouTube channel... And mm-hmm. then right after that, started the business. Yeah. Did you see a spike in interest, or was it a slow burning process for?
1: Well, I mean, some of my early videos went pretty viral. Like, uh, I did a video on diatomaceous earth that was on my previous channel before I made Nature Hacker. Um, oh. that got like a hundred thousand views. And then one of my ones that one of my first videos on Nature Hacker, like how to remineralize your enamel, got a bunch of. Thousands and thousands of views. So that definitely helped my business launch because I just let them all to Nature ha- at that point, com I think. And uh, so people would start buying stuff. They'd see my videos on, you know, whether it was teeth enamel or um, killing the bacteria in your gut and stuff, and they would buy my products. So that it really worked well. That was before YouTube was censoring. Now YouTube shadow bans everybody. Uh, That's doing natural health or doing anything controversial, so it doesn't quite work the same way organically as it did back then.
0: But, I mean, these videos are still able to be found, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my channel's still up. I just, uh, I'm I'm on Brighteon on now, so, you know, I I moved to a different video platform, but yeah, all my Nature Tracker videos are still up on YouTube. Let's see.
0: Okay. So, in, in that process, and just kind of where you were, and trying to a improve potential oral health issue with your right. your tooth cracking. Right. When you started to develop this formula of teeth powder. Right. Did you immediately start to see improvement? Because the reason I asked this is mm-hmm. that there's probably a lot of people out there that. Uh, a, are fearful of the dentist. Yeah. B, have tried different ways of trying to improve their oil health. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, it's gone in the opposite direction. Like, for instance, brushing with harsh chemicals, or just they mm-hmm. eat the wrong foods. Right. And so, did you... Before it became one of your best sellers, right. did you start getting a lot of messages and questions and queries about how a person could use your product.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And I do wanna say just um, one quick thing is it was wrong of me to just release as many products as I could. You know, it's just I was in too big of a hurry to make money. It turned out a lot of my initial designs while theoretically good didn't hold up in term of in terms of shelf stability and things like that. So I ran into a lot of problems. That's why I only have, right now, I only have one product, and that's tea butter, because I realized that I need to focus and really make something really, really, really good before I release it. But, um...
0: But you but, had, you garnered with that over the time, you garnered
1: yeah. loyal customers. Absolutely, yeah. And, and people were, are so awesome and so, um... You know, that they would just buy everything I made, you know, (laughs) even if they didn't need it or whatever, they would just go and buy everything on the site. And that's what's amazing about developing a brand that's based on helping people, that's based on providing information and help to people, is that they are so loyal that they will buy anything that you sell. it's it's amazing like that it's it's a big responsibility because you don't want to give them something that could hurt them at all and the the point is the teeth powder started out pretty bad because I figured out that hydroxyapatite is from an OH molecule which is a hydroxide molecule but typically the hydroxide molecule is very alkaline and it like burn your gums so I just put straight calcium hydroxide in those earlier versions of teeth and while it strengthens people's enamel, people are like, yeah, my enamel's way better. But at the same time, it kind of made the gums irritated because it was so alkaline. So it took me, so I kept lowering calcium hydroxide. And I was talking to one person who reviewed teeth powder on uh, YouTube. And she's like, well, I want more higher concentrations so that I can remineralize faster. And I was like, well, the pH is really high. I can't really put too much and then I was like, well, maybe I can look into other molecules that can form hydroxyapatite that aren't as alkaline so that's that's really when teeth powder actually started becoming something viable was when I found those other molecules like tetracalcium phosphate that are extremely powerful at remineralizing but they're not as harsh they're not as alkaline, it's like calcium hydroxide so and for
0: yeah. the those that may be the- those are your customers that tried tea powder or use tea powder in its infant stage to where, mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about where it is now. Right. Did you, were you focused just on strengthening enamel or were you focused yes. on overall oral health at the time?
1: At the beginning I was just focused on making an alternative to toothpaste that strengthens enamel. That's an alternative to fluoride you know, I don't believe in fluoride, I think it's a, it's a neural toxin and it's bad for mental health. Um, so, I wanted something that remineralized enamel better than fluoride that would actually prevent cavities, basically an uh, alternative to the dentist, because actually at that point I was, you know, I was leaving school, I was no longer on my parents' health care plan, I was basically like okay I'm on my own. At that point it was Obamacare, I'm like I'm not getting Obamacare. I'm just going to pay the fine if I have to or whatever. I'm not getting it. So how am I going to take care of my own health and my own oral health without a dentist, without a doctor? So that's really where I was at is how to forego a dentist. How do I remineralize? How do I prevent any type of cavity, etc.? So that's where I was coming from. But I didn't quite realize at the beginning how powerful bacteria are in the mouth and how... Bacteria are the cause of every problem in the mouth. Everything from even teeth sensitivity. Nobody realized that teeth sensitivity is actually caused by a certain type of bacteria. From teeth sensitivity to dry mouth to um, teeth feeling a little bit loose when you push on them with your tongue to uh, Metallic taste in the mouth. All of these things are from bacteria. So what happened was I started making my teeth powder and I didn't really have any antibacterial stuff in it. And my teeth got extremely sensitive. Like I could not eat ice cream anymore. I was like, what the heck is wrong? Why can't I eat ice cream? You know, my teeth are extremely sensitive. And you know, all the commercial stuff has like, uh, they put like um, potassium nitrate in like Sensodyne in order to reduce teeth sensitivity. So I was like, okay, well potassium nitrate's an oxidizer um is there an alternative to that or how does that work exactly and long story short it turns out that anaerobic bacteria bacteria that hate oxygen uh create teeth sensitivity so peppermint essential oil actually kills those type of bacteria so peppermint essential oil is a natural cure to teeth sensitivity so i started putting peppermint essential oil in teeth powder i started putting more and more essential oils I got dry mouth you know and it turns out dry mouth is caused by tuberculosis bacteria so then I know that garlic kills that so I put garlic powder in teeth back then but since then I've taken out any sort of herbal powders and now it's all essential oils so it doesn't taste weird or anything
0: right so was that would you say your main complaint from when you began selling it and improving it to was was taste Yeah, Yeah, and Mm -hmm. so that's why you now have Mm 2.0 but improving on the 2.0 and going forward with that now are you other than people that are really willing to well they're worried about their health and their teeth and people Mm -hmm. that have just bad oral health in general that are really loyal customers are you having any issues with people just not getting down with taste and you having to tweak taste is that why you're 2.0 really if you go on Mm -hmm. teethpowder.com you have what 12 versions of (laughs) 2.0 now yeah and the reason
1: for that is because every single batch I'm using it every single batch I'm very uh, sensitive to how it's changing my mouth okay do I have a little bit more of this problem today than last batch? Okay, yeah. Um, maybe I'll boost this essential oil up a little bit. So basically, it's it's getting to this equilibrium in the sense that, well, number one, taste, right? So 2.0 was created because of taste. 1.0, I had things like berberine and very bitter ingredients in it that are great for killing bacteria, but they are extremely bad tasting. So 2.0 is like, I'm going to try to use essential oils and do this with only essential oils and leave all those really bad tasting stuff behind. So, and it's been working. I've been uh, getting there. I'm, I'm at a place right now where it's truly amazing in a sense that the essential oils are so balanced, so broad spectrum that it literally, there's no problem in the mouth that... Isn't being addressed currently, you know. And like, let's say I notice a little bit of more of a metallic taste in my mouth, I'll boost up lavender. Or if I notice a little bit of my teeth, I can. There's a couple of my teeth where I can push on with my tongue, and I feel a little movement. Then I know that I need more ginger essential oil. And if, if I'm getting a little bit of a dry mouth, I know I need more eucalyptus. Or if I'm getting a little bit of sensitive teeth, I know I need more peppermint. So I'm at the point now where there's no problem in the mouth. At least that I've experienced. And the point is, when you kill all the types of bacteria in your mouth, you know, anyone that you're not killing is going to overgrow. So I'm at a point now where I'm basically, I want to say juggling or I'm balancing every type of oral bacteria in the mouth with my essential oil blend, which is like 19 different essential oils right now.
0: So that's kind of where we stand in terms right. of the formula yeah. of, of Teeth Powder 2.0? Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the business side, because in this, mm-hmm. well, you talked about ways to build income, and in this time, you've right. both been an engineer, but then really just want to kind of develop and, and do your own entrepreneurial entrepreneurial thing right. with Teeth Powder. So, how has this journey been from inception, product development, to now, you know, there's marketing, yep. like there's there's ways to get the information out. Obviously we have the internet now, so that's a little bit easier. But what what yeah. prompted your decision to not only sell on your own website, teethpadter but Amazon?
1: Uh I need more money. <laughs> that's the basic thing is um, the number one advice I give to somebody who wants to start their own businesses. Reduce your expenses to absolute bare minimum. Because the point is that you need to get your income, your uh, profit, above your expenses in order to have your own business. So the lower you can reduce your expenses, like I ride a bike, I don't have a car, I watch YouTube, I don't have cable, I don't have streaming services, like I don't buy games, I eat peanut butter and jelly and beans and what else? I don't even know what else I eat. Uh, Chicken uh, if it's on sale or something. So I reduce my expenses to absolute bare minimum so that I can have a chance of being able to make it on my own. So that's the number one advice I'd give anybody is absolutely cut out anything unnecessary um, from your expenses. Um, So what what was the other part of the question?
0: Well, (laughs) what I was getting at I mean, that's great, but not everybody, A, can do that, and B...
1: Well, if you want to be an entrepreneur, it's... it's
0: not if you're married with kids. Yeah. Right, right. So, you know, everybody has different circumstances. Right. So, as well as that's an ideal situation, and it's, I'm glad that's working for you. Mm-hmm. You can't assume everybody out there who will listen to this, or...
1: Right, well... In the world has... The, the moral of to the story that. is that your profit has to be above your expenses. That's the only math involved, really, so... If your expenses are lower, you can skate by on less profit. Is basically it. So
0: to kind of hearten back to my question is, other than just playing, needing more money.
1: Right.
0: We're kind <laughs> of. In this part now, where we all know, we don't necessarily agree with everything Amazon does. Right. But Amazon's become such a conglomerate of. Ways to a be uh, sell a seller of products, right. to a be a consumer,
1: yeah, and then and in, the way an entrepreneurial mindset is, you use all these things as stepping stones. Like obviously, Amazon isn't ideal. I don't agree with Jeff Bezos, you know, etc. But the point is, you use it as a stepping stone. Try to get more um, out there, more people to know about your product and right now it's like 60% of people are buying things on Amazon where you know let's say I even got my product in Walmart you know there's not 60% of people that shop at Walmart so I'm in front of more eyes on Amazon than Walmart and how much would it cost to launch product in Walmart it would be a million dollars launch in Walmart you can launch an Amazon for under a thousand bucks. So the point is using these things as stepping stones, you know, maybe you don't agree with YouTube, but maybe you need to start with a YouTube channel in order to get eyeballs, you know, and move away from YouTube when you can afford to and, you know, start selling on Amazon, start selling on eBay, anything you can to get in front of as many people as possible. And then once you develop a a following, you develop a, you know, goodwill in the community, you can divert more people to your own website to you know to do things more directly so
0: yes but in, in how does one because as we have noticed in your your marketing efforts mm-hmm. for instance y- you were able to basically put all guns blazing on this business because right. you did sa- save a bunch of money Right, uh, through your previous full-time job, mm-hmm. but for those that a don't have the means or right. b, just are in a situation where you, you never know. There's just, you can't always assume everybody has the yeah. means or the well, opportunity. Yeah,
1: my suggestion to anybody in any situation is start, do something. You know, if you can do it for one hour a weekend start there, you know, just do something, do something that you love doing, you know, and that's where it all begins, like, and, and my number one also thing is, don't make excuses, don't wait, like, one thing my dad did, um, and I've learned a lot of great things from my dad, but one thing I've learned not to do is to say, well, I can't do that until I can get a patent, right, like, oh, when I retire, I'm gonna get all these patents I've been Secret. I've been hoarding these patents. I'm never going to tell anybody I'm going to get the patent and I'm going to get rich or something. That never works. What you have to do is just give, you know, any anything of value that you have. Like if you're good at art, if you're good at writing, if you're good at uh, making videos, if you're good at playing video games, figure out how to give that content to as many people as you can. Because... Karma really works and like with Nature Hacker, like I said, people believed in me and they would buy literally anything I sold, you know, and that's, that's how, that's a lot of power there that you have to be very um, mindful of that you don't want to just give people crummy products. But the point is that you develop goodwill just by giving what you do best. So if you're great at repairing bicycles, just start repairing bicycles. Just even if you can only do it for one hour a week, schedule that hour, make sure you do it, and then maybe next week it could be an hour and a half. You know, so you just, you know, and if you're older and you're experienced and you have a family, I think you're in a better situation, even if you don't have a lot of free time because people will tend to trust you more, like, and what you do will be better and higher quality just because you're so experienced in life that even if somebody that's 18 has 20 hours a week they can do stuff and you only have one hour and you're 55, your hour is probably going to be more powerful than their 20 hours just because of your experience, because of you understand people better, you understand how business works better. So even if you only have a small amount of time to devote, just do it. and I mean, that's your only shot at doing your own thing is start doing it, even if you only have a little bit of time to do it.
0: Right. Uh, th- that, I mean, I-, I assume most people out there would agree or well, maybe they might disagree. Now, in your, to kind of bring this off a circle of where we started with interactive and how it's developed to now, Teeth Powder is maybe your your the product you want to focus on. In your time doing Nature Harker products, right, mm-hmm. you had you said you did a multitude of products, which sold, but right. because at, maybe at the time when that caught on, you were also working full-time, was it hard just to, mm-hmm. A, want to... You just felt like you didn't have time to devote.
1: Yeah, right. And the problem with Nature Harker products is that they were so diverse and they were i wanted to add a lot of value so they were really difficult to make and if you have 10 different products that are all difficult to make and you run out of one and you get a big order and you also work full-time you're like oh crap like when, when am i gonna make up that batch uh to be able to to you know let's say you're out of three different products and you're working full-time so it just it wasn't A good thing to do while working but I kept teeth powder going and that was something that was like okay I can get my process to just make that one product get my process to where I can do it in a reasonable amount of time and uh, be able to do that while I was working so I kept that going but I didn't really push it to get more customers or anything while I was working full-time. So moving forward Mm -hmm. I mean you're currently
0: working I mean you're kind of in the thick of it now where you you might not be getting as many orders as you would like Mm -hmm. but you're slowly taking all the tools in terms of marketing like we we were just talking about email marketing you also have done um, some other forms of paid advertising either through Amazon or most Mm -hmm. recently we're using Instagram and other forms of social media right. to get the word out. Yeah. Now, are you seeing loyalty like you did on nature Hacker, Or are you finding that the majority of the not orders that you're coming in are all mm-hmm. new first-timers yeah. trying it, and they're not right. returning? Now, yes. Uh, so to those naysayers out there, what would you say would be the best strategy to try to keep loyal customers?
1: That's a- Great question, but one thing I wanna say before that is because you keep talking about marketing and branding or whatever. The point is being an entrepreneur, you can't be afraid of anything. You know, you have to do everything. So I'm not a marketing person. I'm not an artist, but I've done art to I did the 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 label art for teeth powder because I had to. Because I'm not gonna be able to pay somebody to do it. I I'm doing the marketing because I had to. I had to learn to type in, go to YouTube, type in how to do Amazon PPC. You know, I literally taught myself all this different stuff: manufacturing, product design, um, branding. You know, uh, what do you call that? Uh, graphic design, marketing, email marketing, advertising. Like, you literally have to do all of it, unless you have friends or family that actually can do parts of those, but number one, don't be afraid. You just have to jump into it. You have to find the information on how to do it. Um, but besides that, I mean, that's a great point. Yeah. Right now my customers tend to be less loyal because maybe they just see my ad on Amazon or they see my listing on Amazon. And they're like, Oh, that sounds pretty good. I'll get to try it out. They're not going into it knowing who I am as a person that I'm really trying to help them. That I'm really trying to provide a lot of value that I'm, Going up against big dental, going up against big pharma, risking, you know, talking about, you know, conspiracy theories, you know, things like that. So um, the more people know about you before going in, the more they're willing to cut you slack, the more loyal they're going to be. But like, let's say I just have a customers like, oh, I usually buy this other brand of teeth better. Oh, I'll buy this brand. Just check it out. And they're like, well, it doesn't taste as good as I thought, so I'm gonna give you zero stars or something, you know. (laughs) So there's like, there could be zero loyalty there. Well, it's a lot harder. Yeah,
0: but you gotta. I would have to say, as someone who has both tried to use your Mm -hmm. product and believes in it, but because. I was the one that was like, this, I can't do the taste. And that's right. that was back when it was teeth. That was prior yeah. to teeth. 2.1. 2. 1. 1. 1. Right. And so now... For your I,
1: input was the major reason I went to 2.0. So,
0: so my point being is, you can't blame people because we've been... Well, yeah. as growing up in the United States, growing up going to the dentist, having our parents say, or or be around people, or even... In my elementary school, they would have time, and they're like, "Here, you should take care of your teeth. Wanna try this fluoride?" All right. All right. Yeah,
1: Terrible. Um, probably why there's so much mental health problems in the U.S.
0: Probably, but you know, it is right. what it is. Now, mm-hmm. I have both tried, and I, I, I just we get so used to a the texture and b mm-hmm. the taste of toothpaste. Right. I, which is why. In this process, the one thing I have done is strictly changed over to Tom's because it's fluoride free. So right. I, I've gotten rid of the fluoride, at least in my right. daily use, but I can't switch to a powder on my toothpaste just because it's both the texture and the taste. Right. So what do you say to those that maybe are one of those people that have tried teeth powder, they love what you're doing, they want to improve their oil health, but yeah. yet the texture and the taste is really the obstacle.
1: Well, I do wanna say that I'm constantly working on taste and right now, I'm like talking 2.12, 2.13, 2.14, the taste is absolutely fine, I think. There's no bitterness, there's no, it's mostly minty. you kinda have
0: a biased palate at this point. I wouldn't say so, no.
1: I mean, honestly, the taste right now is really, I would say it's really good. Um, but the texture, I mean, people that tend to kind of be OCD about things, it might be tough. Like my dad. Yes, myself. Right. <laughs> my dad, for instance, he'll put something like a, he does Super Blue by InfoWars toothpaste, and then he, he puts the toothpaste on his brush and dips it into teeth powder, and he's like, the teeth powder really helps it clean my teeth a lot. Um, So a lot of people do that. They just use their toothpaste as a base and dip into teeth powder for some extra cleaning and remineralization and stuff. And that seems to work well for people. Um, But, you know, in general, I put a lot of uh, amino acids like proline into it to kind of give it some mouthfeel like toothpaste. It's not like gritty. Like if you brush with it, it foams up, foams up a little bit from the ginseng in it and uh the the protein gives it some like substantiability so it's not like gritty and powdery you know maybe it's a little powdery I guess but um but when you brush with it it kind of turns into a toothpaste sort of thing it's different you know it's definitely different and uh it, since it's such a high concentration of powder it really does polish the teeth really well though compared to like a gel of toothpaste which is get all the plaque off consistently.
0: So, So I guess we kind of jumped into this this conversation of A, how you developed, where it came from, Mm -hmm. but going forward and and to kind of give some backstory to maybe some new listeners out there listening to the podcast, how, as you've mentioned, my my lack of liking the taste that Mm -hmm. we just discussed, and the fact that uh, I come from the marketing world and obviously a media world here with podcasts mm-hmm. and so, so forth, the, the relationships you've garnered in building your business, has that helped or guided kind of the moves and, and motivation to keep going?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, sometimes when I hear reviews like this remineralize my... Cavities, or my daughter's teeth were in bad shape and this has gotten the enamel to be stronger than ever. I mean, those sort of things really touch you. I'm just like, wow, like, what I'm doing really matters. And, uh... <laughs> yeah. I
0: don't know if the word touch in this day and age is the right word <laughs> to use, but... I Touched by it. an angel. <laughs> <laughs> I get what you're saying, but what, what I'm getting at is, like, maybe a yeah. lot of people have the backstory. of
1: Why? Well, you know, you say, why are you doing it? Well, you do it to help people, but in essence, you're doing what you're made to do, like, you know, what your destiny is, like, what you're best at. You know, this is just something I'm really good at. I really like doing it. I'm really good at it. That's why I do it. And it just so happens that when you do that, you tend to help a lot of people because, you know, whether no matter what you believe in in terms of why things are the way they are we all kind of inherently have this like this soul or this spirit or whatever that is tuned to do something like lots of people are just like they love doing art you know or they absolutely love music or whatever it's like if you're doing that it just happens to where you're helping a lot of people because you're really passionate about it you're really good at it really works
0: now for some of this I guess I, I, I feel like maybe it's our generation is more not more but I, I feel like we're, we're more upset accepting of being entrepreneurs and, and doing maybe mm-hmm. something that generations before it's like our parents or mm-hmm. our grandparents or so didn't really have the means to do or just didn't yeah. think they did. Right. Going forward, are you strictly going to stick to just improving and shipping tea or Are you going to kind of go back to maybe add a few other products?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, what I am is a, a designer, like a product designer. Um, and not just any products, like natural products, also like alternative energy I'm interested in. I'm interested in a lot of things, and they're all in Nature Hacker as the umbrella of everything that I'm interested in. So Nature Hacker right now is just a blog of me just talking about so I'm not selling anything on Nature Hacker at all right now. Um, But that's just kind of like all my interests. I have a lot of interests, a lot of things I want to do. Um, So I'll just tackle them one at a time, but instead of trying to add products just to make more money. I'm trying to get financially set so that I can add more products. It's kind of a different mentality at this point. Instead of adding more products to become financially set, I'm trying to get financially set so that I can add more products in a in a responsible way. Where I'm adding a product that's like been in development for two years before I release it. Instead of design it, release it, and then put it in development that's how I was doing it before so right now I'm, I'm developing uh, a product I might call something like Harmony but it's basically you take it internally it's, it's, a, it's a mix of a bunch of different powders and just how teeth powder is being um, constantly, continuously under development to kill all pathological bacteria in the mouth Harmony is in development to kill all pathological bacteria in the gut and the gut is really the core of health. So if you can tame the gut, you can tame the body, you can tame the mind. So that's in development right now. That's been in development for years and years now, and I'm still not ready to release it yet. But, so that's the sort of path I'm going on, is get things in development, get them to where they're really going to improve people's lives, and then release them. So I'm working on a, what I call a flux capacitor, which is basically a battery that charges from the motion of air. So you could just hang this thing and it's charging like your cell phone or something. I'm working on that. I'm working on the Harmony product. So that's kind of the path I'm going to go. You know, hopefully I can become financially at least be able to cover my minimal bills with teeth powder. And I'm doing tutoring now, too. I love tutoring, love helping people. I'm, n- I'm not the best tutor in the world. So, it, it, honestly, it's not my goal to become a teacher, even though I am good at teaching, am good at tutoring. I'm just not that great. It's not like my... It's a passion of mine to help people, but I feel like I'm a lot better at actually like designing and developing products than tutoring or teaching Still do that, so.
0: so I guess for the people out there, they're still a little bit skeptical about maybe <laughs> trying teeth eat because I'm sure yeah. there's been people that have heard the ads on this podcast uh-huh. and, and they're like, What, what is, is she that? talking about? Well, this is why we wanted to do this episode, but also okay. just skeptical about natural health. I'm, I'm sure if you go back and listen to episode 54, we kind of talked a little bit about how people are skeptical to a develop stuff that is natural or you know seek out natural alternatives. I think mm-hmm. it's become more in the Zeitgeist to do it. Right. Like it's more acceptable than maybe it was even when we recorded the first episode. Mm-hmm. But but for those that are still skeptics out there that are like, well yeah I want my teeth to feel better. I want to feel better. Yeah. But
1: like what's wrong with Colgate? Yeah, something. yeah, but,
0: you know, like, it, like you mentioned Toms earlier. Right. Why can't I just use that?
1: Yeah, you can. <laughs> I'm yeah. not gonna tell you you can't use that. I just, it wasn't enough for me. I mean, when you're doing what you love, you do it because it's something that you would want. You know, like I go out there. If I could find a toothpaste or tooth powder out there that was like everything I wanted, I would just buy that. Or honestly my teeth my teeth powder is open source so if some chinese company comes and they're using all the high quality ingredients i'm using and they're making it cheaper than i can make it i'll just buy it from them <laughs> to be 100% honest i'll just buy it from them i don't care like the point is that i have s- there's so many things that i want to develop if somebody makes teeth powder better than i could i'll just let them take that and i'll work on something else that so, um, the point is that I needed something more, and because the reason is because I, number one, I didn't want to use SLS or surfactants in my toothpaste. Because that's just why would you do that? Like, if, you, if I don't even want to use it on my hands.
0: Well, first of all, what is that for those that are not? Sodium sulfate. You got to realize that
1: not all of us are scientists. Yeah. Like you. Well, we have to, That's the weird thing about sodium sulfate is that it is—it's a scientific reagent to where you use it to, like, destroy cells in the laboratory. But they're putting it in all the the soaps and shampoos and everything. And toothpaste, right? So I was like, well, I don't want that. Um, And then, you know, things like Tom's or whatever, it's like, it's not going to remineralize. It's not going to prevent or reverse cavities. Like, I wanted something where I don't have to go to a dentist. I haven't been to a dentist in, uh, what, 20... 12 or something so what 7 years I haven't been to a dentist so I wanted something that I just had this belief that like why can't we take care of our own oral health why do we have to go to dentists and they have to give us fluoride and we have to blah 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 pay all the insurance and then get cavities filled and then get crowns and get blah blah blah, blah. I just believe that all that BS didn't have to happen so I'm creating a product that fulfills that dream and at this point right now, it's at that point.
0: Right. So <laughs> both, but what my, my question was is for yeah. those that are skeptical of that. I mean, no, that's great. Yeah. Well, so but,
1: but here's, here's, here's what you have to do. In order to do anything different, you have to believe. You have to believe that it's possible. Is it? You have to believe it's possible. did dentists always exist throughout history? Maybe, maybe not. But you have to believe it's possible that you can take care of your own oral or, do you, can you can you fathom that? Could you believe that that could be possible, where you wouldn't have to go to a dentist, because your oral health is just perfect your whole life? Is that something you can believe? If it is, then you'll you'll number one search out products that could possibly achieve that, or figure out how to do it on your own or whatever. But the point is believing, and that's that's what any inventor. In order to invent something, he has to believe that it's possible. If, if I'm just like, well, Colgate's been at this for a hundred years, there's no possible way I could ever improve what Colgate does, then I would never achieve anything. But I have to believe that it's possible, that there's something that they're missing, there's something they're overlooking, and there's a way to achieve this. You know, like Martin Luther King, like things don't always have to be this way. Things could actually be different. And in order to achieve That, you have to believe is possible. That's the first step.
0: I guess. But I'm just (laughs) saying, with all... I wouldn't say that we've been brainwashed, but to Mm an extent, I mean, we get... We're more... I think it's not necessarily brainwashed. You get more comfortable with what you're used to using, what you're used to, especially when it comes to health, Mm -hmm. that unless... We're a type of species that, unless something is so extreme, where we're down and out, where we're injured, where right. we're on the point basically of dying, well, that we actually yeah. take that well, step we, to change. Let me uh,
1: just, yeah, echo that. Is that the time I've ever come up with like unique food combinations is when I'm out of food? You know, like I figured out that chocolate and cheese are actually like really good together. And you didn't reason- just fill that up. All French shifts. So. Well, I figured it out for myself. I reinvented the wheel. But the point is that I would <laughs> never I would never have figured that out if all I had in the fridge was just chocolate and cheese. And I was like, well, let's give it a shot. <laughs> Sounds like it might work. But the point is that sometimes you do have to get to there that.
0: There wouldn't be a restaurant called The Melting Pot. yeah, where... uh, 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 That's good. <laughs> but
1: my point is that All innovation happens because of necessity. They say necessity is the mother of invention, right? So if you can put yourself at a place where you're hungry, where you're like, I need help, or I need, that's when you're going to find it, is when you're at a place where you feel like you really need it, you know? So like, if you're like, I'm gonna clean out all my fridge of any kind of bad food, and all I'm gonna have in there is fruits and vegetables, then eventually you're gonna get hungry enough to where you're actually gonna start, well, maybe I'll will cook this like that, and maybe we'll put some of that on, and you're gonna actually figure out things yeah, that tastes okay. Like see so a lot of times you have to put yourself in a place of need, and lot of times for an entrepreneur, that's financial need. Like you are you have to make something happen in order to survive. That's like a very powerful motivator. True. It's just, you know. There's
0: gonna be those people out there that maybe right. need that
1: that little boost. Yeah. Yeah. I mean if they're if they're perfectly happy with their oral health, to be honest with you, I don't think anybody is. I mean But I also know. do you think
0: that people's habits I mean I've been fortunate to mm-hmm. never have a cavity in
1: life. Yeah, which is amazing. Knock
0: on wood. <laughs> yeah. But I've
1: had like 10.
0: I've also had braces and right. teeth pulled and other oral situations yeah. in the mm-hmm. past. So, my, my point is is to, for those that maybe say that, A, hey, oh, my teeth are fine, or the other way around, for those that know that they have bad oral health in terms of basically maybe they, they drink a lot of coffee or... Okay. Okay drink a lot of alcohol or
1: smoke all that sugary stuff stuff yeah.
0: yeah we all know that shit is bad for our health overall right but in terms of oral health in general short of people just changing their habits with yeah. this would your product help people kind of curve absolutely
1: habits. absolutely and that's always my philosophy is I'm never going to be somebody who's like well, if you want to be healthier, you gotta eat all fruits and vegetables. Or if you want to have good oral health, you have to do no sugary drinks or no this and that. I'm what I make products to do is bridge the gap so that you can still do the same things you want to do, yet still have better health. <laughs> to be honest, that's that's where I'm going for is because you know I could tell people all day. Well, you have to eat this and this food if you want to be healthy, but. If I can just make a product, like like my Harmony product, for example, and they could just take it and they could eat whatever they want and they're fine, why wouldn't I do that? Especially if I know how to do that and I do. Like, why would I tell you to do something that you're gonna have a really hard time to do? I just try to make it as easy as possible for people. You know, and and sometimes I struggle with that and sometimes I'm like, well, if you really want good or like with my old formula, if you really want good oral health, you're going to put up with the bitterness, right? But then some people are like, snap me out of that. Like, actually, well, I can improve the taste, so why not? Why not actually put that as, you know, maybe second priority or something and actually work on it? Might as well. I, can't, I can do it. Might as well. Make it easier for people. So... Yeah, that's really my philosophy. Sometimes I get a little bit entrenched, of well, if you're really serious about this, that yada yada. But to be honest, like as a designer, I'm good at designing stuff, so I can take into account people's problems with it and overcome those. So I'll, I'll do that. I do do that, I'll continue to do that. And my point is with my customers, I want them to be uh, a. A two-way street so like you know yes I'm designing a product that I feel like can help everybody but your oral environment might be slightly different like teeth powder you might still have sensitive teeth unless you're using a product that's pure peppermint essential oil like you know there's there, there is teeth powders out there that are pure the only essential oil they use is peppermint okay so if you need a product like that in order to keep your teeth sensitivity at bay you know, I understand that, and like, I will work with you. I'll be like, yeah, you can use teeth powder. I can make it a custom batch for you. If you order seven bags or more at once, you can get a i cust- I'll do a perfectly custom batch for you. So where we can work on your perfect balance, what essential oils is perfect for you, and we can keep iterating on that. Or I'll tell you, hey, yeah, if you ever do get teeth sensitivity, Get yourself a little bottle of peppermint essential oil put a drop on your finger run that over your teeth every once a week and you should keep the teeth sensitivity at bay you know so i can work with people and help them it's not like i'm trying to make them adapt to my product i'm trying to make something that helps them i'm trying to get as close to helping everybody at once if possible and then if there's little things here and there we can address those issues on the side kind of thing cool
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I think we can end on that note, and hopefully people will check you out. So, what is the best place that we mentioned? com.
1: Yes, teef Powder.com.
0: And, not to make this sound like an ad, but it is. uh, If you use TT with BB, you get 15% off your order. Coupon code. Yeah, the coupon code. um, So, check that out. Yeah, and
1: that's 15%. That's a pretty good coupon code. That's...
0: Yeah, and also you're on Amazon, so if you search yep. teeth T E E F powder, right, you will find listings. Um, like you said, you have samples you're releasing.
1: Yeah, that's a new thing on T E E F Powder Is we'll have literally. I'm doing. I want to make it as easy for you to try as possible. I'm sending samples, twenty grams for just four dollars, free shipping. So if you just want to just try it out, it's only four bucks to give it a shot. So awesome
0: yeah all right and then uh like you said for your blog uh naturehacker.org yes Mm -hmm. cool
1: yeah
0: awesome well thanks for joining me
1: thanks for having me it's my
0: pleasure